Good afternoon, Greg McBride, Mike Lung here, uh, recording our episode five of Allendale Market Talk. Uh, today we're going to go ahead and uh, dive into last night's State of the Union, and uh, then we're going to talk about Friday's USDA report. Mike, what you think? Big president up there uh, throwing some uh, throwing some weight around. What do you what do you think he had? To, what do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, this was the main reason. It seems like we got the government reopened, um, and going into it, it just shows why we were shut down in the first place. The just absolute divide in this country, and just two far ends, neither one in a reach to come to agreement. Uh, you could definitely tell who were Republicans and who were Democrats in the room based on the applause and who was standing, who was sitting. Um, so... What was really taken on that, it, it's what we already know. He's talking about China and the wall and all this stuff that we have been focused on for the past several months. Uh, but it does go to show, if you couldn't figure out just how the media was portraying it over the last several months, I think that was the best picture of how divided this government actually is and why I'm not too certain about the government not shutting back down in a couple of Right. Yeah, I, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think we're we're at a point now where we definitely have a line in the sand, and you're either on the Democrat side of things where you don't you're not ready to you're not going to listen to what the president has to say. You're not going to listen to what the Republican across the aisle from you has to say. We there's no common ground anymore. Right. We, just, we can't. We cannot even get together. Just to to welcome you know the president of the United States into the into Congress just to just to show him that much respect. I mean, half the half the the people in attendance were sitting down. Mm -hmm. It's 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 unbelievable, and I think we're just at that point where his his message was coming together, unity, um, and it it makes. It makes sense. We know that's what we need, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. Where where do we go from here? I mean, we've got until a week from Friday, uh, February fifteenth, to fund to come up with a deal to fund the government again, or else we're shut down. And we've already talked about, or the president has already talked about that if he doesn't get the funding for the wall. Before this shutdown, he's just going to go ahead and uh, and do the uh, the declaration, the emergency declaration to get the wall funded. Mm -hmm. And he, he kind of hinted at that last night. We're going to get it done. We're going to have a wall. We're going to have a barrier, whatever you want to call it. It's going to get done. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind that one way or another, this wall's probably going to be put up, uh, whether he does it through action where he takes it upon himself or if everyone agrees to it but going back to your other point about uh we're not seeing either side come anywhere close and that's not just uh democrats not listening to republicans it's also vice versa democrat or republicans not listening to democrats and i mean neither side is really coming to the table here um so just going forward i i think the main thing we need is just to realize that we need this country moving smoothly. It's not been moving smoothly lately. We have all these trade deals out in the works. And 
should they be redone once before every 20 years? Well, yeah, I think that's a pretty obvious thing that needs to be done. Yeah, you know, times change, economies change. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If you're looking at business practices, it's it's a good business practice to change up your your contracts, your, your contracts, how everything looks. I mean, if even if you just look at McDonald's, every once every seven years they will redo a McDonald's mm -hmm. because they need to freshen things up. Things need to be redone. Times change, like you said. So the fact that we get NAFTA in China and TPP, should we have done it the whole, all at the same time? Well, maybe we should have slowed that down, but it, right. it is something that needs to be done. Right. We weren't even actually, TPP wasn't even official. We just backed out of it before it was signed in. But the, you know, getting rid of NAFTA, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that was a 20-plus-year-old agreement. It makes sense to come back and change things a little bit or, you know, a lot. And mm -hmm. and really update things with how the the economy of all of our countries is, or you know the the general direction of the populace. It makes a big difference from 20 years ago to uh, to keep uh, keep going, and we need to make sure that we're updating that. I mean, if you look at the the trade with China, that's a prime example. When they first got into the WTO and when they first got into all these trade agreements with all these other countries, they were an emerging nation. They were basically a third world country, mm -hmm. and that's what they were treated as. So they, they were given all these rights and all these ways of negotiating trade that were not necessarily fair back then, but they were fair to an, uh, an emerging nation or a third world country. Right. Well, now... They're the, yeah. the, the second largest economy in the world. They are the second largest populace in the world. And they're growing at an astronomical rate, or they had been growing at an astronomical rate. We need to make sure that we update these these mm -hmm. trade trade deals. Definitely. Absolutely. There's no question about that. Yeah. Now we just all need to get on board. There's no question that the president was not going to change anyone's mind last night. Right. You know, he has his constituents, you know, Pelosi and Schumer have their their side of things. And then there's the, you know, it's, it's hard to see the middle ground anymore. It used to be you could you could say, well, uh, we had we had a few Republicans who would vote against them, against their party, because they knew that was what was right. Or the same thing with Democrats. You'd mm -hmm. have a few that would cross the line and say, no, we are. We're doing what's right for America. Now it's hard to see if we even have anybody that, that skirts that line. Right. Yeah, it's been very, very polarized lately. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll move on from that. Obviously, uh, uh, we didn't get anything done like the uh, the president didn't get anything done last night. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll talk about uh, uh, this Friday's Wednesday report. Um, big data dump on this one. It's basically a combination of the. January report, the final report, the uh, small grain summary, the uh, uh, quarterly grain stocks, the winter wheat seedings, the uh, WASD production, you, yield, you name it, uh, plus the uh, the February numbers. And hard to tell. Are we going to get too much data to, to sift through all at one time? Right. That, yeah. It, everyone calling it data dump, and that's just exactly what it is. We are just getting a huge pile of data thrown at us. We have a lot of numbers coming at us, and uh, I, I don't really understand what they're doing all at once. I mean, they're not doing it with the exports. We, but... Well, that's that's a perfect example. We don't know 
truly where we're at on exports, we're still a month behind. Yeah. So we're going to see, we may see changes to the export uh, data on this report, but we may not have an indication of when did that happen? Was mm -hmm. that from December? Was Or was that the end of December? Was that just recently? Why did they change it? And we may... You know, we may not know, and and it's the same idea with trading this uh, this market. We don't know where the, the 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 funds are at. Right. Commitment of traders is still months behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or so behind. we have a lot, yeah, a lot of unknowns going into it. So bullish, bearish. I'm I'm not too sure about that. It could be both ways. To be perfectly honest, it, when it's all said and done, we, which would be great, we get to stay in our range. Right. <laughs> so. So, I mean, what we're looking at, you know, as far as production and, and yields go, we are looking for slight reduction in uh, production and yields for corn and beans. Mm -hmm. um, bring the yield down to 177.9 on, uh, on corn, uh, 51.8 on, on beans, which they're not huge. Uh, one bushel decrease on corn, uh, a quarter of a bushel on, on beans. Nothing huge, but it is something to to bring those production numbers down. As far as the ending stocks go, um, boy, I don't I don't even know if uh, you're you're talking about a slight increase as far as the estimates go on on wheat, uh, maybe an eighty seventy to eighty million bushel uh, decrease on corn, but at the drop in the ocean, mm -hmm. um, and then. You know, maybe 26, 25 uh, million bushel uh, decrease in uh, in uh, bean ending stocks, and on the, that's all on the U.S. side. Um, it's hard to get excited about uh, about beans when you've got a 900 plus million carryout. Right. Yeah, we have it. Uh, the average estimates coming in at 926. We have estimates ranging from 800 to over a billion, and there's no question that we're oversupplied. That's it's pretty obvious. The world numbers, they're, they're large as well. And everyone's been all hyped up about this 10 million metric tons between what they agreed to in December and what they have recently agreed to combined beans. Uh, they is at China. And when it's all said and done, everyone gets all worked up about it, but we haven't really seen these markets moving. Mm -hmm. In fact, we saw... Uh, large announcements of bean sales the other day, and we actually had the markets drop right off. Yeah, after we recorded last week, they uh, the president was meeting with the delegation from China. They announced five million metric tons were going to be purchased. Uh, they actually said at the time said per day, but um, we knew they were they were never going to do that. But right. uh, here we are, what uh, three four days removed from that, we're up to about four point two million metric tons, but the market has not done anything mm -hmm. we get those announcements we got the announcement we got a bump on the announcement uh that we were going to get the sales and then by the end of the day we'd given most of that back and here we are three days into this week we're up to 4.2 of that 5 million and it really hasn't done anything for the market we might be up a couple of couple of cents in the beans uh maybe unchanged in corn um, but it's just, we're not seeing the reaction out of it. And maybe it's because we've got this big USDA report. Mm -hmm. Maybe I, that's going to be the, the, the thing that everyone wants to get us back on track is to get some solid data in front of us. 
we've, we've talked about since December that we were going to get five to 10 million metric tons. Well, here we are coming up to 10 million metric tons. So now where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I, I don't think you can stress this enough, a lot of data, a lot of data. And we're going to have winter wheat seedings. That's supposed to be the lowest since I think 1909. Yeah, Kansas uh, wheat seeding is the lowest I think ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's going in a direction that Boy, if you're bullish, these some of these numbers are going to scream. Let's go get on, get your rally caps on. Yeah, and another thing you have to pay attention to, even though that does sound bullish, you also have to realize we do have a world grain stocks. There's still a lot of wheat in the world, um, so we're not saying go ahead and go get bullish. We're saying know what the numbers are ahead of you. Right. Um, Look at the big picture. That's going to be the key. Is you know if we get a bullish report. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to stay bullish in a week. Right. And something to just touch on is we do call them futures for a reason. Even though we get a bullish report, that might already be factored in because we do trade the futures. We're not trading what's happening right now. Yeah. The interesting one that, uh, that I think uh, we definitely need to be paying attention to is going to be what does the USDA throw at us for uh, Brazil's bean crop? Mm -hmm. We've heard about the dryness issues at the later, uh, you know, at the last three weeks of December and into January, and bringing some of those some of those uh, pod fill uh, time down so that we didn't they didn't actually end up with as big of a crop. Now, last year was a record. When we started, the the last number we had from the USDA. Uh, on their estimate, was an even bigger record, 122 million uh, million tons. So what we're looking at, 116.9, that actually puts them below the most recent uh, update from uh, from Brazil themselves. I think the last update was 118.8 or 118.2 or something like that. So uh, if they do drop this thing down to 117, Maybe that's enough to kind of shake the beans a little bit loose to get them to go up. Uh, you start to see some some chinks in the armor. Um, we've seen it in past in the past years. I mean, last year it was based on Argentina's uh, issues. I think the year before it was based on Brazil's issues, or maybe it was Argentina. I can't remember. But um, we've seen this where South Americans crop, the South American crop, shrinks, and all of a sudden our bean our bean market takes a uh, takes off and, and rallies. Is this what's going to be able to push us up to 10, 10, 20? I mean, those are those are numbers that I can tell you at this point. Every farmer would be looking to try and sell. Mm, yeah, you know, I mean, whether it's cash or even even in the uh, in the market, that's that's something that everybody wants to put a four in front of corn. They want to put a, a ten in front of beans right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we get prices pressed down to the, what were we, uh, 820 this past year, 813, eight, yeah, eight, something like that. Again, yeah. those prices down 813, $10 looks very sweet. Well, and, and that's not even to mention, that's just the board. Mm -hmm. You factor in guys in South Dakota or North Dakota that have a dollar under basis, and you're putting a seven in front of that. And some of those guys were, were telling us the cash, uh, cash was sitting with a six in front of it. 
at, at some point, at the lowest point. I mean, you want to get depressed, even if even if you know you've got a dollar sixty-five that was supposed to be coming to you, or eighty-two and a half cents at that point, because we didn't know if we were going to get the other half. You're still talking that you're below eight dollar cash. Mm-hmm. It's it's ugly. And there were guys that had to make those sales for cash flow purposes or because they didn't have storage. Right. So that's the that's the tough part about uh, about this is what what's going to be that factor? What's going to be that X factor that actually gives us a rally this year? Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't even talked about our conference last week where Drew was talking about weather delaying planting again, a wet spring. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're coming off of one of the more saturated timeframes for the Midwest through the through the fall and into the early part of the winter. Uh, same thing with the the Southeast uh, after their after the hurricanes came through, it just basically never stopped raining. Right. So, is that going to be what pushes some corn acres back down and more into beans? That could hurt us, but. Do we get to the point where guys start to put some stuff off and they say, well, there's no way I can plant this. Mm-hmm. Does it go into preventive planting? And they just farm for insurance that year. Well, not all of it, but right. a portion. <laughs> portion. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, one other thing that Drew pointed out was we might see some late season dryness. Mm-hmm. If that happens in, in August when we're filling pods, we take the take the top right off that that bean market. Maybe it's maybe that pushes us in a late season rally. Who knows? I mean, we we thought that's what we were going to see this year, but you know the crop kept getting bigger until to the point where at that point it didn't matter because we already had our tariffs. Right. That Could was that the main be, focus this past year. And if we get a trade deal done this year, we'll start to refocus on the actual crop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I've told my customers that. I think you have to you have to think the USDA is going to tell us we have a big crop every year now until they tell us we don't. Right. I mean, you go into July just thinking it's going to be a record. Whether it's corn, whether it's beans, you go into August, it's going to be a record. Now, if things dry out or things dry out in June, maybe you don't have that that thinking, but if we're going to get late season dryness, it might be a reason to to look at maybe long positions against hedges um, just to, to offset a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just kind of ideas out there that if we feel like we put in a low in July like we did this year, you could still keep your hedges on, but look at, at long, long positions out to maybe January or March that could help uh, offset if something happened where the, the market uh, found some strength again. Right, yeah, and that's the stuff you can, when you were talking about the other week, we talked about the four different type of options, that's always something you could look at, is if you, you do say you think that we're going to have a dry summer, uh, you want something that can just get you through the summer, you can always look at some short dated options, uh, it's a great tool to use if, if you do, if you're feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely something to talk to your broker about there. Well, I think that's all the time we've got uh, for today. Mike, why don't you tell them how to, how to get a hold of us? Because yeah. we've got a big report coming up. We want to talk to everybody. We do, yeah. You can find us on Twitter, allendale-inc.com, uh, by email, service at allendale-inc.com, or by phone, 1-800-262-7538. And we're going to 
1-800-262-7538 or 2Markets. This is Mike Long and Greg McBride signing off this week for Allendale Market Talk. Talk to you guys next week.